Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Lately in New Orleans, we've seen a number of neighborhoods change. Along with this sometimes controversial gentrification of residential areas, there's also been transformation of commercial areas. Uptown, we've seen Ferret Street go from blight to boom. Frenchman has gone from a locals-only oasis to a bustling tourist magnet. And in the Marigny, St. Claude Avenue has become home to hipster hangouts, including bohemian-style restaurants and a healing center, which is a kind of alternative mall. One of the next streets in line for transformation is Rampart Street. The wide boulevard runs along Armstrong Park and forms a border between the French Quarter and Terme. One vision for this street was for it to become a, another Frenchman street, but neighbors pushed back on that concept. Now the streetcar runs the length of Rampart Street as it carries people from the CBD to the Marigny. City planners thinking that it will be the lifeblood the street needs to revive its fortunes in some way yet to be imagined. Sal Sonseri's family business, P&J Oysters, has been on the corner of Toulouse and Rampart Street since the early 1900s. The company has survived three economic depressions, two world wars, numerous catastrophic hurricanes, including Katrina, and the oyster genocide of the BP Deepwater Horizon oil disaster. Sal, welcome out to lunch. Very nice to be here. I love being at Commander's Palace, oh, too. Yeah. Thank you That's for having me. That's how we lure me. people in. It's so great. These are <laughs> One of the newest arrivals on Rampart Street surprised almost everybody when it opened in 2012. It's not a club or a restaurant or a bar. It's a hardware store. Now, that doesn't sound very romantic or exciting unless you happen to live in the Marigny, Treme, or the Quarter, in which case locals will tell you that Mary's hardware store is one of the best things to have happened to that neighborhood in years. The general manager of the store is David Blazak, who himself came to Mary's on Rampart via an unusual and circuitous route. David, welcome out to lunch. Thank you. It's great to be here. Glad to have you. Sal, the original P&J Oyster Company started in 1876 on Royal Street. After 30 years, they moved to Rampart Street. Where are you now? How important is location to your business? Presumably, you're not looking at foot traffic. People don't wander in on a whim and buy a sack of oysters. Would you, in fact, be better off off Rampart Street in a more industrial part of town? Or is there some benefit to being where you are on Rampart? It's sort of sacrilegious, though, Is it Peter. really? Yeah. How could I move? <laughs> I mean, this family's been here forever. <laughs> right. So uh, we've been at that location since 1921. Wow. And uh, with the transformation, we are very interested in looking at possibly moving, but not far away. We have two properties on Toulouse and Rampart, on Toulouse. And so across the street, we have another property, same size, and we hope to lease out the property on the corner of Rampart and Toulouse and then move across the street. So we're not going anywhere, Peter. <laughs> we're here for the long term. I'm For glad. the next 141 years. Well, you've got it right to that number. That's yeah. so great, Sal. The, uh, now, w one thing I have to ask is that, is there an advantage to being there? Is th uh, who are your customers? Are they the restaurants? 
Well, mainly restaurants. We're a wholesale processor distributor of oysters. One wonderful, beautiful product. And uh, that's something, you know, that, that we cherish and we, we you know, um, anticipate that, that the restaurants will continue to love our product. And, uh, but yeah, being on the street is still great. I mean, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, oh, yeah. people need their oysters at the house. They do. So anyway, they, they come by, they stop by. So we are retail. It's just not a big part of our business. And what's the chain look like, Sal? I mean, where, where do the oysters come from? Do you own the boats and the oyster beds, or do you buy them? We used to. Uh, back in the day, actually, all we were were harvesters. And we would, um, you know, bring in oysters from our boats and distribute just locally to the community, just off the, you know, docks. And uh, so over time, we evolved, and we processed in New Orleans and distributed. So t at this point, we no longer have boats, no longer have farms. Uh, we buy direct from families that are farmers that have been dealing with us for generations. Now, David, you are a graphic designer in New York City. You moved to New Orleans in 2000 and got what I guess was meant to be a temporary job at Williams-Sonoma. Then after Katrina, you got another temporary job. That one ended up with you being the manager of the newly opened Mary's Hardware Store on Rampart Street. Now, this may have all just been good luck, but there's obviously something about running a store that you like and that you're good at. Uh, what is it that you like about it? And, and what is the main quality you've found that you need to have to be good at retail? Uh, well, that goes back to working at Williams-Sonoma. And their main uh, thing about retail there is customer service. Um, and in actually what I used to like to think of it there was you're, you're hosting a party and your customers are coming in and you want to make them feel at home. And that's the sort of thing I've, uh, that I really like about it and what I've tried to bring to uh, the hardware store business as much as possible as well as our, uh, the business upstairs which is basically kind of a, a kitchen store similar yeah, to what about is it two stores in one or well, what goes on on the second floor because that's the sexy part it, it it's technically two stores because of the uh, zoning in the french quarter on the limit of the size of the store we had to break it up into two entities uh the second floor uh is a separate entity mary's kitchen and bath it's basically like some william sonoma some bed bath and beyond but uh, we try to offer a broad range of uh, merchandise for the neighborhood, you know, because we have everything there from the, you know, multi-million dollar homes in the French Quarter to people, you know, young people living in the Marigny and, and Bywater who come in. So we, we try to cater to as broad a perspective as we can. Now, I find it, it's kind of a secret to know about the second floor down there. Do you want it to be a secret? Uh, unfortunately, no. We okay, do not want it to be a yeah. secret. <laughs> sales. Yes, sales. Oh, I knew that was, <laughs> it's that was a, It's always a problem in retail to get customers to go to a second floor. So we have all the time customers who come in and shop downstairs. They've been there for months, and for some reason, they ask for something that we carry upstairs, and they get up there, and they're just astonished. They say, I never knew this That's was up right. here. That's right. Um, it's so terrific. Th that's a that's a problem of uh, getting people to know that it's up there first, and once they find out about it, they love it. Originally, the hardware store was part of True Value. Now you're part of Ace. Uh, is that how it worked? Or um, are you Ace now? We are Ace. It's there. Neither store was actually owned by those entities. Okay. So Ace. You is basically the it's a co-op that you join. Oh, okay. And it was on Bourbon Street for 
I think close to 30 years as a true value. And then at the time that closed and we went to move it over to Rampart Street, it became available to be an ACE uh, outlet. Uh, and what's the advantage to being part of a, a national chain in the hardware side? Uh, there's a lot. That you all share a common uh, warehouse that you can buy your merchandise out of, uh, so you don't have to carry like five cases of something. You can just order what you need for your store. And in your stores, though, it's not like ev like sort of every Home Depot looks like every Home Depot, but in in the Ace family, they can look a lot of different ways, right? Right. Th there's a, a minimum amount of merchandise that you're required to carry from them, and outside of that, you're uh, free to customize it as you will. And for us, that's a good thing because we're a very different market with the French Quarter right there. Now, now Sal, i got to ask you, the uh, when we think of these uh, oh, different marketing connections, remember that Popeye was strong because he ate spinach, and then Bugs Bunny was had great eyesight because he ate carrots, but what is it about oysters? Well, it's the healthiest one bite of food you can have. It truly is. It's got more nutritional value, minerals, uh, just vitamins, everything that you need. And it truly is one of the most amazing foods on earth. So instead of, you know, having processed vitamins and everything, all you have to do is eat a dozen oysters a day and you'll be the healthiest person in the world. That's what we're going to open with in the teas. There's no and question about it. And they taste good, too. Yes, they do. <laughs> they, is it an aphrodisiac cell? I knew you were going to go yeah, there, Peter. I really, I just I wanted to know. I had a feeling. Yep. So, you uh, don't start with spinach and carrots and not end up with aphrodisiac. Like well, I, well, I got to tell you, you know, we, I actually teach about oysters and our coastline and everything to anywhere from grammar school kids wow. to college kids to kitchen staffs, you know, managers and whatnot. And uh, that's one of the things that comes up every time. <laughs> so the, the bottom kids? line is, you know, it's great for you. It's great for your reproductive system. So if you eat a couple of dozen oysters, a dozen oysters, actually it only takes one. Forget about the dozen. <laughs> forget about the two dozen. <laughs> All it takes is one, and you're already ready. You know, <laughs> so your lovely wife. You know, you're just there. That it's all is good. so great. It's tough to open, but it sounds like very encouraging to, to do that. Wait, what about Rampart Street for you guys? You went through all that construction, right? And then now you're rocking. How does it feel? Do you it, it's great to have the construction done with. Okay. Uh, that was a mess, you know, for a good 18 months or so. Um, and it looks great now. And you can really see the difference on the street, the, the street traffic has picked up uh, a lot of tourists walking through there now, a lot of locals also too. It's, it's yeah. really a big improvement. Yeah. I think um, one of the big things that, that gets me is that first and foremost, you know, Rampart Street is part of the French Quarter. There's only 13 by 10 blocks of one of the most dynamic, iconic destinations in the world. So, it should be a concern for local, state, federal uh, to create the most appeasing, beautiful setting for all these tourists. And of course, most of all, for the locals that are living there. So it's already a beautiful street. It's already amazing. Even before the streetcar, some of the most incredible stores are there. I mean, we have four or five different hotels. We have a brand new hotel with Homewood Suites. We have uh, Jazz and Heritage Foundation. Right. 
We have the second oldest uh, health club in the nation, so New York, our New Orleans Athletic Club. Um, We just have so many amazing things. We got the best um, hardware store in the world, (laughs) right on North Rampart, right? (laughs) right? Well, you are a promoter of Rampart. It's good. It truly is. That's why I'm saying bottom line is, I mean, let's make it right. Let's turn this thing into another destination, the final destination of the French Quarter. That's what that is. Yeah, So we're going to make it happen. The hardware and the oysters together, we're going to make it work. You sell those shucking knives? We do. Okay, good. Get it darn right. (laughs) You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Sal Sinceri, co-owner of P&J Oysters, and one of his business neighbors on Rampart Street, David Blazak, general manager of Mary's Hardware Store. All right, now, David, I've got to ask you, who was Mary? There was no Mary, really. <laughs> from Mary. Is there the one story of these sad stories you didn't that uh, <laughs> when Tom Wood originally opened the store, he was looking for a name, and there was a bar that he liked in, I think it was Houston, named Mary's, and that's the name stuck with him, and that's what he decided to name <laughs> it. <laughs> well, that happens, you know. There's nothing. <laughs> and Tom's had it since the, since the beginning, right? Yeah, he he opened it yeah. originally in the early '80s. Yeah. Wow. The and, you know, I've got to ask, Sal, you, this is a family business, and it's been a long time. What's that like? I mean, it's, it's, they say it's one of the most difficult things to do. I mean, do you guys like each other? Well, we love each other. Okay. Love's first. Okay. All right? Okay, That's right. number one. And I shared this company with my brother. We own it 50-50. And uh, my nephew's there. So it's actually the fifth generation as, as uh, representing P&J. So um, it's... You know, hey, family, we have issues here and there, but all in all, by the end of the day, you know your common goals. You know what you're doing uh, for others. You're serving one of the most incredible foods in the world. And, um, you know, you deal with the minor stuff. You look at the bigger picture all the time. David, what about retailing in general has been a really tough place to be in the last couple of years uh, with online sales and such. Do you have an online component? Ace uh, last year started a program through their website, which we have access to, we're a part of, um, where the customers can go online, uh, search for their product, and it will tell them whether we have it in stock, and they can purchase it uh, online and pick it up in our store. Oh, all right. So they can have their product within an hour or or less, basically. That quick? That quick. Provided we have it in stock, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's important, like, for contractors, that, you know, before they start their day, if they know they need certain things, you know, they can have it ready for their guys before they have and to work in And you're both kind of early morning people. I mean, contractors get up early and start. And, Sal, what time does the oyster business get started? Um, four o'clock in the morning. Are My you brothers di- are typically are at 3.30. Whoa. I'm there at 4, 4.15. That's I'm the late guy. <laughs> okay. What do you, I mean, does the day begin with you uh, going down to the docks, or you just let them bring what? No, that's trust at night. That's oh. at night. We pick up from the boats at night because they're the ones that have to work during the day. And then so we bring our trucks down there and load up on refrigerated trucks and bring them back. Wow. Now, the trucks are yours, are they? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. wow. That's I just need to find one of those old oyster trucks to bring it back. And just to have it n- for nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Reasons. Yeah. yeah. So where would looking you just park it right looking. in front of the 
So if you find one, all right, it will, might be in Italy. You never that's know. That's where it might be. I you, think that's where it's at. You know, Sal, I got to ask you. Um, the Italians in New Orleans um, are different. I'm originally from Boston. We basically everybody came over around 1900, 1910 to Ellis Island. But when looking at your numbers here, your family was here. 50 years before then. What, what was right. going on there? Well, a lot of it had to do with produce. So we were part of um, the, um, the uh, United Fruit Company down by the docks, down in the French market. And our ties were actually with Chiquita Banana and Honduras. Whoa. So we were very much involved in the produce business in New Orleans. So that was our, uh, you know, tie to New Orleans and also through Pittsburgh because we have relatives in Pittsburgh too. And, um, and that's actually how my grandfather ended up being in the business because he worked for United Fruit Company. And in order for him to um, get my grandmother's hand in marriage, Papa Federico said, you better get another job. <laughs> So sure enough, he asked the cousins, because that's our cousins that started the business, the Austrians and Yugoslavians, um, and, you know, asked him if he could get a part-time job. So my grandfather ended up building up P&J uh, as one of the biggest in the country, and we'd ship by train, via train, throughout the country to all the Ann Pages, the a ps so all the younger Listeners don't really know what that is, okay? But it's one of the biggest supermarket chains in the country. Probably so that's, that's our history. Remember the great AMP in the French Quarter? Yeah. That, you could probably just carry the sack down there. That would have... I'm would've sure would've... of it. <laughs> Not anymore, though. No, no. Osha. You got, you got all <laughs> sorts of regs. <laughs> and and uh, one question I was going to ask you, because I thought of this after the BP spill and all. How does pricing work in oysters? Oh, that's a big question, it Peter. Oh, it may have to be a longer <laughs> show. <laughs> well, since is it uh, seasonal? since BP, it is still a major effect of what's going on in the oyster industry. So uh, we've had our challenges um, ever since. Um, the public reef oysters are not producing, and generationally, traditionally. Uh, you would receive e anywhere from 50 to 60 percent from the public reef oysters. That's a state beds that are owned by the state and uh, not leased out. They so they're Blackness open Parish to or? fishermen. Well, it's the majority of public uh, production is on the east side of the river. So since uh, the disaster, BP disaster is what I call it, by the way. <laughs> um, it's not Good just a spill. Right. Um, since then, we have had maybe 5% production from Whoa. the public reef. So therefore, farmers aren't even able to draw seed oysters from the public reefs, which is typically what occurs every year in September, October, um, and transfer those seed oysters to their private leases. So wow. that in itself has uh, been a major factor in pricing. Wow. because it costs a whole lot more to plant rock. It's not little oysters. So you're starting off in the rears. Um, so anyway, it's, it's just a, yeah. been a challenging um, time. 
uh, pricing for oysters are just higher than ever. So restaurants actually have taken some off the menu, but you know, people locally, oh, people yeah. from around the country, the world, they got to have oysters in New Orleans. So, so do I. Yeah. Uh, got to have. I'm going to be more appreciative I'm sure we're going to get show. some today, I would think. Whether you drive, walk, bike, or take the streetcar up and down Rampart Street, we've watched the street change over the years. P&J oysters have been witnessed to around 100 years worth of change, and Mary's Hardware Store is a part of the recent change. Both businesses will probably still be here when someone else takes a look at the history of the street in another 50 years from now. You said actually 141 years you'd still be there. I'm hopeful. That is so I, great. I'm hopeful. I hope yes. you're still the proprietor, Sal. That yes. is well, you know, I don't know if you know it, but I'm 85 years old. You look terrific. And, and I'm telling you, it's the oyster juice that keeps you young. <laughs> you know? I know I look 35, but it, it's not true. It's just not true. For the first time, people are going to go to the website. This is great. <laughs> David and Sal, it has been great to meet you both. Thank you both for taking the time to join me today and Out to Lunch. Appreciate it. Wonderful. Thank Glad you. Glad to be here. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Sal Sinceri. He's the co-owner of P&J Oysters, and David Blazak, the general manager of Mary's Hardware Store on Rampart Street. You can find out more about Sal's Oysters, David's Hardware, and about Rampart Street by following the links on our websites. It's neworleans.com and wwno.org. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday, with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our researcher is Matthew Ellefson. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's music is available wherever great jazz is sold, streamed, or stolen. And at MitchellForeman.com. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. The photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace. For more business, New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers' Comp.